Welcome back, Scotty and Goss. Hey, Glenn Maxwell was on the Club Perry Fire podcast with Gilly, uh, Michael Vaughan, uh, the professor, and he had this to say about the behaviour and what went on between he and Pat Cummins. Literally two guys having a beer at the pub, talking about a game, watching on the TV, laughing, joking. Like, he played it, played it missed it one down league side and it went for a wide. Um, I went down and said, don't worry, mate, we'll get him in extras. And then, like, at the end of the end of the over, he came down and he goes, oi, they're four overs down. They're going to have one fielder in for the last four. We'll get them then. And we've still got, like, we've still got 200 to get. <laughs> so, um, it was good listening. If you uh, want to check it out, uh, it was a good get to by Gilly. I don't know, he's got some pull, that bloke, uh, yeah. to get Glenn Maxwell on the show. Club Prairie Fights, the number one podcast, cricket podcast in the world, in India and Pakistan in particular. Oh, That's how, yeah. yeah. They're gods over there, aren't they? Very much so. Especially Gilly. Bryce McGain, we're trying to get a hold of uh, Bryce McGain. Uh, in the meantime, this was a pretty emotional day yesterday for Meg Lanning, as we mentioned on the show, announcing her retirement from international cricket. Firstly, I just wanted to, to say how lucky and privileged I've been to represent Australia and play the game that I love um, for so long. I grew up wanting to represent Australia and I had fun playing cricket. I loved it. And um, to be able to do it for 13 years um, has been an incredible opportunity for me and I'm very thankful for, for those opportunities. I'm sad that it's it's finishing up but um, I'm very much ready for something something new. There's a few people who I'd like to, to thank. Um, firstly, um, mum and dad who are here and my family. Um, you go out there as a, a cricketer I guess and you just see the, the playing part but um, they ride the emotions with you and They've always been there to support me no matter what, and I'm very thankful for that. Yeah, very emotional there it was of, of course, Meg Lanning yesterday. The, the World Cup table looks like this, Scott. Have you taken, have you really, have you immense, uh, immersed yourself in the World Cup? I didn't start with, I have now, yeah. It's been going for a while, hasn't it? Yeah, it's been going for some time. India, an eight from eight, Scotty. South Africa are six and two. Australia six and two after a shaky start. Mm. New Zealand have got very well. They had a win overnight, but they were wobbly before that. They're five and four. Pakistan with a game in hand of four and four. Then Afghanistan four and four. England isn't that beautiful? Two and six. Bangladesh two and six. Sri Lanka two and seven. Angela Matthews is still going out to the crease. <laughs> and the Dutch. Two and six, or as Gilly would say. The guys from Holland. (laughs) (laughs) All righty. So the matches to come. And last night, as we mentioned, as Chris mentioned in his update, New Zealand won easy. New Zealand reached the 172 target in 23 overs. Wow. Today, South Africa and Afghanistan, who wins? South Africa. Australia and Bangladesh. Australia will win that. What about England v Pakistan? Pakistan. Wipe the floor with them. Wow. Okay. (laughs) Even though their wheels have fallen off too. What about India versus the Netherlands? I think that'll be tight. Um, I might just lean towards India. All righty. The 15th of November, it is India versus somebody, and then 16th. (laughs) On Tip India. (laughs) Well, it could be us. It'll be us, yeah. It could be us. No, nah, it will be us. All righty. Bryce McGain has joined us. We've got a hold of Bryce. Only got time for a short chat now because of, uh, of course, commitments to the news. But Bryce McGain, he's going to be. He's been keeping an eye on. He's our SEN expert for OMF Australian owned and designed. Bryce, appreciate your time. Uh, Australia's in some rare form. And what about Glenn Maxwell? Uh, absolutely outstanding. Have you come down after watching that? 
Uh, well, it took a while to put my head on the pillow and relax. Um, <laughs> it was pretty extraordinary, I can tell you. It was, uh, and then when I woke up in the morning, I said, oh, I was thinking to myself, did I actually see that? Like, it was just phenomenal. Um, yeah, look, I, it was it was just amazing. Uh, it was uh, terrific. And I think the humour coming out of the Australian team, you know, Pat Cummins suggesting that it was good to see Maxi play his role in the partnership <laughs> as well. That was good to see. Um and, and Glenn Maxwell himself saying, never go full salmon with a picture of him lying flat out on the ground, full body cramp. So, look, I, I've enjoyed uh, what came after it. And I think it's given um, the Australians a great lease of life, um, something epic like that. And what a World Cup that Max, Maxie's had. He's done everything, scored the fastest ever World Cup 100, um, fallen off the back of a cart, um, whacked his head, concussion rules. Haven't, we've never had that before either. And then mm. he peels off this little beauty. So... Pretty amazing time, and I guess it's expect the unexpected with Maxi. I wonder what lies ahead for the semi-final against South Africa. Well, does it, yes, exactly right. So South Africa is uh, who we're severe mark to be playing. Australia v Bangladesh is tomorrow at 1 o'clock our time, of course. Um, any need to play Maxwell? Uh, are you suggesting we whack him over the head and put him in a concussion protocol before the semi? Uh, <laughs> well, yep. mate, he was well, well. Roll with it, what works? Well, McGain, he was, he was, uh, he was, um, you know, he was feeling it. It would be a chance to rest him. And also, one other no, question: true. Green in for Stoinis. Stoinis can't hit it off the square at the moment. Yeah, it's it's a bit of a pickle, isn't it? Because Green did really well in his little limited opportunity when Marsh went back home. Um, Look, it's it's a challenging one. I, I think they'll back Stoinis in, and I think they'll use this next fixture to give him a good rev up. They know his middle-order firepower is so important to Australia, and particularly in that semi-final and the, and, and the final, as we move into that one as well, not getting too far ahead, but... I think they'll back Stoinis in. Um, I think the Greens' best work is at the top of the order, but I think all the spots there are, are, are taken at the moment. But should something happen to some of those top-order players, then we, we have a player that can come in and green, and we've got a great support in that. So, But I think they will stick with Stoinis. Hey, Bryce, would... What would have to happen for us to... Well, we're not going to lose against Bangladesh. We're, we're seeing them too well at the moment. But, you know, danger games, they've won a few, Bangladesh. There's no possible way... We could let this one slip, is he? Nothing could happen to me. No, I don't think so. Yeah, I think um, what we're looking for here is just uh, probably because we haven't really, in a footy way to put it, um, we haven't played a four-quarter game yet. So we haven't really nailed every aspect. And the part that's been a bit of a gap through the whole um, through the whole tournament is probably our opening bowling and taking early wickets. So it would be great to see those top-end guys get some confidence in this game, knock over the top order a bit and, and make it a little bit easier so all the pressure isn't on Adam Zampa to get us back mm. into a game. So I think that's where it might lie and I'd love to see those guys doing that. All the batters have had, had, had a good experience. They've all had their moment and they've all been the man at some point in time. Um, you know, getting them some consistency going in through this game is important as well. I can't see us slipping up. I hope they all the players just individually apply themselves in that way because that needs to set us up for our best possible chance of knocking over South Africa in that semi. Yeah, true. Uh, Bryce McGain, SEN's cricket expert, is with us for the OMF Big Big Spring Sale. It's now one with up to 60% off selected mattresses. One thing you can take to the bank, and I think if we ask Ladbrokes, Tommy Hackett, is that Mitchell Stark will bowl a leg side wide. He always bowls a leg side wide. Always. I was just thinking that myself. (laughs) I was thinking how good would it be if he got through a game without a wide. (laughs) 
Legside wide first ball. He does it all the time. Oh, I love Mitchell Stone, but he does it. Yeah, Mitchell. I'm not a huge fan. Hey, um, <laughs> Meg Lanning has announced her retirement for international cricket. Bryce, a little bit out of, uh, not out of your wheelhouse, because you, you know everything about uh, cricket of, of uh, both, of course, men and women's, but what a great player she's been and a great leader, but uh, she wants to change it up and do something different. Yeah, and I guess at 31, we're sort of scratching our head going, gee, that's a bit early. Um, but she's been playing full-on cricket at, at, you know, state level and all that uh, from a middle teenager, from 15, 14, 15 and 16. She's been, you know, representing a state and then that's obviously translated into an amazing Australian career. She's been, the, I guess, the lamplighter for uh, women's cricket and uh, wanted so many girls to, to follow in her footsteps. Mm. She's been completely dominant and a, and a wonderful leader and lucky enough to share some time around... Uh, you know, some preparation at some of the um, the state stuff, and the way she just handles herself around there. There's, a, there's an air of just not superiority, but just a, an air of um, greatness in the way that she went about her work. Um, hit the ball as well as anyone, um, and many of the guys would sit back in awe and go, "Wow." What a player, and uh, she's been wonderful for Australian cricket. Uh, very true. Hey, one of our learned listeners, John from Woodvale, formerly of Greenwood, he says, can you ask to ask, uh, Bryce, will England return home to a statue given they are the best team in the world and have lots of moral victories? Do you think it's mm. been a, a moral victory type of World Cup for, <laughs> for England? Are there eight no as far as moral victories go? <laughs> They're the genuine team that keeps giving, aren't they? They keep giving and they keep believing this rot. Uh, it really is. And it's becoming a little bit embarrassing. But uh, cheeky uh, Johnny Bairstow, after getting strangled, you talk about Stark one down league side. That's how we get him out. And that's fine. But he stood there knowing that he hit it too. Uh, it's interesting. Oh. They're a team of contradictions for me. That's not in the spirit of the game. If you know you hit it, Bryce, hey? Hey, hey, wandering straight off. Hey, McGain, there's the uh, the the battle for the openers uh, going forward as a possible replacement going forward for David Warner. If uh, you know Test cricket's not going to be his thing going forward, and uh, the averages suggest and the runs suggest that it will be our boy Cam Bancroft. But I was talking to someone who knows someone who knows someone who's connected to someone in the Australian team, and they say it doesn't matter how many runs anyone makes, Marcus Harris is going to get first crack. Yeah, and he's a WA boy too, so he'll make you happy as, as well, um, even though he's in the, the, the big V at the moment. Look, I, I think it just... He's had some good deliveries that he had to face against Queensland. He got a couple of good ones. That happens as an opener. Um, on a very placid junction, Avery peeled off a very good score, but it just showed... I think he still is next in line. He's been that heir apparent and been travelling with them. Cam Bancroft is good. There's another player that I like a lot, and I think he could be really capable at the next level. I think his game is definitely set up for that. And that's Sam um, Whiteman. So mm. don't underestimate that he's in that picture as well. I thought he was pretty close when we were looking for, before Kawaja slipped into that role. He was in the right form at the right time. Um, I think he would translate very well to international cricket the way he goes about it, compact, plays in a nice little bubble, and uh, he's very, very capable. So here's, there's another one, but we've got another summer. Um, I think Dave Warner will continue having a good summer, and um, you know he's been pretty good for Australian cricket. Yeah. We, we needn't keep clipping him over the head. No, no, we can, but he's still blaming cricket. <laughs> hey, hey, Bryce. <laughs> we love Bryce, him at the moment. Bryce, we, I saw that online, that, that, that bloke uh, took a... Um, uh, wicket. He got Kawaja out, which got South Australia the win, um, and Kawaja yeah. had made a century. I mean, I know it, it, it jagged off the wicket, but gee, it was a terrible shot for Kawaja, to be honest, who gave the South Australia outright. It looked a little reckless. I think he was just trying to get the job done. They were so close to winning. It was a pretty epic uh, 
Shield, uh, Sheffield Shield game. South Australia breaking through and improving a lot. Queensland have been right up there with WA as the very best performers. But uh, it did look a bit out of character for Kawaja um, after scoring such a good score. But uh, I think he was just trying to get it done. There was, they were a bit exposed at the other end. So, yeah. Bit of context there. I know we're trying to wrap it up, but I keep thinking of things to ask you. Uh, would you? That's cool. Were you on a? If you were on a field and captain of a team, would you time out a player who was having helmet trouble if he took five minutes to face a ball? I wouldn't do that. No, no, I wouldn't do that. But having said that, Angelo Matthews took his sweet time to be wandering mm. around out there. Mm. And when you put it to the umpires, they have no choice. So he was sort of going to the umpire, well, hang on, what about common sense? No, no, no. The umpire's just go, is that the rule? Is that not the rule? Yep. The rule yeah. is that you're out. No, it, it, look, it's a bit of dirty pool in, in my respect. But, um, yeah, oh, I don't know. I don't know actually where I sit with it, somewhere on the fence. But, uh, it, you know, if, if you're going to do that, you've got to live with the consequences as long as, um, you know, you can put your head on your pillow after giving someone out that way and, and live with it. Well, good luck to you. I couldn't do that, but... There are many other people who play the game. Bryce McGain, you have played the game. Australia t- plays tomorrow against Bangladesh, 1 o'clock our time. It's a bit of a warm-up for the semi-finals. And our question to our audience this morning on socials and here is, do you have a TV in your bedroom? I'm a flat no. Scotty's a... Oh, it's a certainty, Bryce. Tell you, you'd have one in your bedroom for sure. No, no telly in the bedroom, but um, the laptop has come to the bedside table a few times over this World Cup. I've got to be honest with you, um, it, it, there's been some late nights and some back-to-back late nights, I can assure you. So trying to keep the, um, yeah, trying to keep up with everything that's happening in the World Cup at an awkward time zone, uh, the laptop comes with me. Yeah. No disappoint me. disappoint me. Bedroom, yeah, so don't watch Scott. telly, he just Google stuff on his laptop. Well, that's okay. That's not uh, a television, no, Scott. No, no, whatever. Bryce, thank you for chatting yeah. to us. No, we're done, mate. Always a pleasure, guys. You have a ripper Friday. And uh, <laughs> Sorry, mate. look for the Aussies. Keep yeah. on them. Yeah, I've got a good feeling about this too. OMF Australian owned and designed. The big, big spring sale is now on with 60% off selected mattresses. A break. We're going to uh, going late to news. We are hoping to chat with Tarkin Lockyer from the AFL Academy because tick, 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 we're counting down to 2 o'clock WA time. What can they do with pick one? That's what the deadline is, apart from draft night. Pick one, West Coast. North is scurrying around, trying to throw the steak knives in and everything.